What's up? And welcome to episode 50 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton and joining me as always is Woody V. Woods, how's it going, my man? Hey man, is it 50 episodes already? Uh, it's been sure a pleasure working with you over this last year and a half, so glad to make it to 50, bro. Right back at you, man. So look, just a reminder for everyone where to find us. Um, please make sure you watch our, our videos on YouTube. And if you're listening to the audio, um, they're available where all podcasts are found. All right, so for our 50th episode of the show, we've got a very special guest today. This man was born in Fredericksburg, Virginia, where he began playing basketball at age four. He played his high school ball in Virginia before having a four-year career in college, playing with the Wichita State Shockers. After graduating college with a degree in sports management, he went on to play professionally with stints in Russia, Italy, Turkey, and France, before signing in June of this year as the second import with the Tasmania Jumpers. He is a player we've really enjoyed watching so far this season, and it is a big welcome to Rashad Kelly. I appreciate y'all for having me, fellas. That's an absolute honor. No, I appreciate you joining us. Um, I know it's like an, an off week for you guys with the, the FIBA window coming up. So I know you mentioned before you, today was the last off day and back um, back on the court tomorrow. So we appreciate you taking some time out of your day there. So, all right. So we normally sort of talk about our, our jerseys we showcase on the show. I might ask you first, Rashad. I see you um, rocking that nice um, NBA champs Chicago Bulls shirt there. So tell me a bit about that. Are you a Bulls fan? Um, yeah. Yeah, I got a little throwback jersey on with the Bulls for the day. You know, representing Mike a little bit. You know, everybody idolizes Mike. So when you guys actually jump on the show, I had to grab something. Appreciate that. No, certainly a great team back in those early 90s there. And um, well, might as well ask you that one. So LeBron or MJ there, Rashad? Who's the, who's the, who's the GOAT for you? I'm still, I'm, I'm taking LeBron, but Kobe's still my GOAT, though. I'm, okay. I'm taking yep. LeBron, but Kobe's still yeah. my GOAT. Uh, rest in peace to the great man. Good answer. All right. Well, Woods, why don't you take us away? So I should say, actually, so um, Rashad, so something we love to do in our show is to showcase our jersey collection. So we thought it would be fitting today. We'd show uh, jerseys of two former Wichita State players. Uh, one's a former player who's graduated uh, a long, long time before you were born, actually, and the other a current NBA star and NBA champ who you played a couple of seasons with. So uh, Woody, why don't you take it away and show us who you're wearing today? Sure thing, man. All right, so Woody's wearing the very old school New York Knicks number 32, X-Man, oh, yeah. Xavier McDaniel jersey. I like that one, Woods. You didn't shave off your eyebrows in, in respect of the X-Man or anything there, did you? Or... No, but he's an absolute legend, right? So as, as you mentioned, uh, former Wichita State alumni. Um, and, you know, he had a very success, successful four-year college career where he was a cons consensus first-team All-American in 1985. Uh, he was the NCAA season scoring leader in 85, two-time NCAA rebounding leader in 83 and 85, and his 34 is retired by the Wichita State Shockers before he was drafted uh, with the fourth pick in the 1985 NBA draft where he played with Seattle uh, and then moved on to Phoenix for a little while, New York, Boston, and, and the New Jersey Nets. He was known as like a, a very physical player. Um, you know, he gave it to Scottie Pippen. Um, he fitted in really well in that Pat Riley system in New York. And actually, he only had the one season in New York, so it's a pretty rare jersey to have in, in, in honor of uh, Rashad being on the show. I thought uh, the man's jersey's retired uh, uh, at his home college. So uh, what do you know about Xavier McDaniel, Rashad? Yeah, that's actually my guy. So I, I haven't, like, followed him, you know, or nothing until I got to Wichita. And him, Cheese, Johnson, 
Cliff uh, Livingston. Yeah, I'm telling you, like you would think I would have went to school with them as much as we we get together mm-hmm. and hang out in the summer. So that's my guy. So shout out to X, man. Shout out to X. Yeah. Love we are big Atlanta Hawks fans there, Rashad. So we know Cliff Levingston and Antoine Carr both played at Wichita yeah. State as well, too. You know, guys that we like watching back in the day. So a very good. Yeah, I was about to say, shout out to the big dog, too, Antoine Carr, man. Shout out to the big dog. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, look, Um, so today I'm just sort of hanging one over my shoulder just in honour of the, the Jack Jumpers there. So I've got the Josh Majette, um, the Looney Tunes jersey from last year. I'm not sure if you know that they, they did those ones, Rashad, but each team sort of rocked a... A Looney Tunes character, so obviously it had to be be Taz for for the Jack Jumpers there. So I've worn that one on the show, so I won't tell a bit of a story about um Josh Majette, but I'll just stand up and show you the one that I'm wearing today. Pretty uh, pretty cool jersey, and uh, a man that Rashad knows very well. So for for all our audience that can't see, Robbie's wearing right. one of Rashad's teammates, Fred Van Vliet, undrafted All Star, right? So. Respect to Freddie V, yeah? Absolutely. So, look, a little bit about um, Fred Van Vliet there. So, um, look, he really has turned into a star after going undrafted in the the 2006 draft year. Um, As I said, out of Wichita State, uh, he got signed by the Raptors and has been with the team for six seasons. Um, Current accolades are NBA champ in 2019, an NBA All-Star last year, and probably this one's maybe the most impressive. He holds the record for not only the most points in a game for the Raptors, but also for any undrafted player that's ever played in the NBA. Um, when he scored 54 points in 2021. So, yeah, that's a little bit on, on Fred Van Vliet. So, yeah, Rashad, we've got to ask you about him. I think you played your first two years um, in college with him, right? Yeah. Hey, shout out to Fred, man. Bet on yourself at all times. Shout out to Fred. One of the hardest workers you know. Great point guard. Great guy. And definitely a true leader. So, shout out to Fred. Everything he's done and accomplished, he definitely deserved it. Could you see that he was going to develop into that star when you were playing with him or, or not? I mean, I know the first, I think he, second year he started full time, but you, you didn't have huge numbers at those times. But what did you sort of think his prospects would be at that time? Yo, so Fred was like always underrated, but I mean, things he's doing is no surprise to us. It's just to see him doing it on that level, you know, like, I mean, he's always able to manage a game and control a game. He can shoot the ball at all times. So, and then just to see how he transformed it, because he's not athletic. He does, he's not playing above the rim. So seeing how he's finishing in the paint with these bigs and, you know, like he was a key shooter for them when they made that championship run. Yep. So just seeing everything translate from college to the NBA, it really just gave a lot of us hope back at Wichita State. Like, like the program we had, the quality of players and that just group and the quality of, you know, basketball we was playing. It's like, all right, keep going. Awesome. Have you kept in touch with with Fred over the years? Yeah, we thought we like the guys link up a lot over the summer, but also throughout the season, you know, we're pushing for each other. That's oh, great to hear. All right, now I really appreciate that. So, yeah, as I said, we thought we'd show off a few of the, the Wichita State guys today. So, all right, so we might get into it there, Rashad. Um, we've got a you know a lot of things we want to sort of go over with you this year. As I said, you know, Woody and I have really enjoyed watching your game this year, and sort of want to find out a little bit about you know the history and, and everything of yourself with basketball. So I might start off um, what it was like for you growing up in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, who were your early influences in, in getting you into basketball as a, as a kid? Uh, my early influences, I'm about to say, uh, besides my mother, uh, her husband, um, he came into my life and was just like a basketball coach ever since then, you know? And so like watching the game though, I was a big Allen Iverson 
Allen Iverson type of guy, like Allen Iverson, and then Kobe, like I mentioned earlier. And so those are my like big like lookups to, you know. So when I'm going outside playing against the older kids, like I'm trying to hit him with a uh, killer crossover, a long cross, like. I'm playing with a little swag to me at a young age because, you know, I'm following AI. Oh, that's awesome. Tell us a little bit about, like, Fredericksburg, Virginia as well. I was saying to, to Woody before, I read that Virginia is the only state, the, the biggest state without any professional sports teams there. So what is that like? What was that like as a place to, to grow up in? Well, the, so the closest thing we got is, like, the Wizards in Washington, mm. D.C. Yep. yep. So, but the area, like, it's considered the DMV, so you got the District of Maryland, Virginia, District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia. That's like the northern part of Virginia. Then you got the middle of Virginia, which is like Central Virginia. You got a lot of players that come out like the Richmond area, and then you go to the southern part of Virginia, which is by the beach, like the Norfolk, Hampton Roads, and you got a bunch of talent come out of there. So. It's, it's athletes all throughout the state, and like growing up, we always competed with like Blue Williams, U Turn. We play at VCU, um, and like just you just follow each other. And really, when you see a guy from Virginia make it, we kind of get behind each other, support each other, and you know, you know, like we have a lot of success coming from our area. That's great. And what about, did you play any other sports growing up? Did you, um, you know, get into baseball or football or anything like that? Or was it all about the basketball? Yeah, I played both. I played baseball yeah. and football. Yeah. Uh, I played football until I was about like 14. And I kind of mm-hmm. made a decision, like, if I wanted to go stick with football or I wanted to go uh, play basketball, I probably could have had a hell of a career in football, too. I was a great football player, but... No, Wide receiver on tight end, one of those? Or? Yeah, uh, tight end, defensive end, tight and end, receiver. Yep, yep so... And he was our coach was getting ready to send me over to a, um, a UVA football camp, and it was right before we was getting ready to take our uh, our basketball trip for the summer. And that's kind of when I made my decision to just go with basketball. Yeah, right. So you made the decision to go with basketball. So let me take you back, Rashad, to 2014 when you were initially recruited to play with Wichita State. Can you talk to us a little bit about that recruit, recruit, recruitment process? And also, there must be some other colleges that you considered along the way. Yeah, so that whole recruitment process, I mean, shout out to the, uh, Wichita State. Um, shout out to Coach Marshall. How he got me is when we went inside his office and he showed me, like, I'm talking about like a trophy case, big old trophy case, stretched out across the room with all these trophies and rings, you know, one from Winthrop and uh, the stuff he done accomplished when he was at Wichita State. And so my parents, you know, they want me to have a successful college career. They want me to be taught how to be a great man. So um, they helped me make that decision. But it came down between Wichita State, Xavier, and uh, George Washington was the three schools I came down to end up going to Shockers. And I believe it's quite a quite a distance from from Virginia, right? Wichita State. It's like it's like a thousand miles away or something like that. Is that right? Or? Eighteen hours. I wanted to get in wow. the drive. I wanted <laughs> to get in my truck to drive home after my senior year with all my stuff packed in there. I got on the road and it was like, yo, you got one thousand three hundred and ninety three miles left. It's that eighteen hours. <laughs> I just turned around, just found a way to find me a plane ticket. Yeah, it's 18 hours. Yeah. It's a bit long to go, go on the road, isn't it? it is. But, you know, getting that responsibility and being away from family and learning to do things by yourself, you know, it, it makes you grow up as well, right? So, 
Yeah, we had, that's what I'm saying, we had such a tight group. Like, yep. all of us was trying to become men, you know, and that's another place we had to check our egos. Like, it was a lot, a lot of talent in there. And, of course, not everybody was satisfied if you look back on it, but, like, we had to go to war for each other. So, like, shout out to the boys that I went to college with because great guys and the experience we had together was life-changing. Well, let's talk about some of those guys, right? I mean, we, we talked about Fred Van Vliet a bit earlier, but I know you also teamed up with Landry Shamet and Austin Reeves. I mean, what was it like playing with those guys? They've obviously gone on to bigger and better things and forged careers for themselves in the NBA. Um, maybe you can speak on them a little bit. So those are my young guys. So I'm yep. Landry's uh, <laughs> college recruitment host. Yep. So he's quiet, you know, uh, very respectful guy. But, you know, when he first get there, he don't have the swag like he got now. I'm going to be honest, you know. You helped him with that, right? I had to. I had to. <laughs> so, you know, all of them just worked hard. Though Austin Reeves, you know, he he's from Arkansas. Yeah. He comes in as like a like a nobody knows him type recruit. Like, it was just like a diamond in a rough type thing. Comes in skinny, skinny little kid. Arms, you can't even scream too hard because his arms is fragile. They might break in practice. <laughs> but he's one of the coolest kids you can play with. Um, great guy. You know, we call him AR-15 back in college. Now they call him, like, Hillbilly Kobe or something like that. <laughs> so, you know, he he upgraded his name or whatever. But, you know, all of them work great. You know, great workers, shot the, shot the piss out the ball. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to the squad because we definitely helped, you know, we helped set some screens for them, got them the yep. ball in the right situation. And um, but <laughs> just to see them have success is, is great. I think you played with Ron Baker as well. Is that right? Yeah. So Ron, my first year, I was blessed to have a locker besides Ron and Evan Wessel. And I was stuck between both of them. And they just, you know, showed me the blueprint, working hard. Ron was a workhorse, you know. They loved him. He had the golden boy curls. He should run around campus with no shirt on and all the girls go crazy. Teachers <laughs> going crazy all over him. The whole city's going crazy all over him. And he done his thing. And um, you know, he played with the Knicks, played with the Wizards, then went to Russia before he, you know, had a hip injury. Now he's like a a director of a hospital in Wichita. Wow. Yeah, I've heard that he retired. Know. I didn't realize that then. Okay. He's written some kids' yeah. books as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah? Yeah, he, okay. he does. He does yeah. have that. So yeah. shout out to Ronnie B. Definitely. Well, I want to talk about a little bit more about those those four seasons with the Shockers there, Rashad. So you played in the in the NCAA tournament each year. And, you know, I think you made the Sweet 16 in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what were those teams like to play with those years? And also, secondly, what sort of influence did Coach Greg Marshall have on your career then? Uh, play with them teams just like, you know, just being like every, oh, every day, every day, you know what I'm saying? Every day, our standard had to be high for ourselves. And, uh, we kind of had like the biggest thing we did in Wichita is we won games on the road. Hmm. Like our fans was fun to play in front of, but like our test was always our road game because it was always, it was just us. And every team we played was sellout. Like, it was always a sellout because we started in a, a smaller conference in the Missouri Valley, you know. And so you had the Loyola's, uh, Indiana State, yep. uh, Illinois State, stuff like that. So he just taught us how to win on the road and really, like, stop giving ourselves excuses. 
like not being of I should have or I could have and like really do what we're supposed to do. And he wasn't easy on us, but, you know, he just the consistent the consistency he had upon us made us like stronger men and ultimately better basketball players. And some of those lessons that obviously you learned from him, you can see that in your game today. You know, you're a hard worker yeah. and you're committed to things. And um, obviously that, that those times he was hard on you have paid off in the long run. So that's great, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I haven't had a coach like him because he, man, he, he had some energy behind him. I had a guy last year uh, in France. He could, he could probably give Greg a run for his money, but I still think Greg got it. Well, that's a pretty good segue. Let's talk about after you finished off college and, and you went overseas, right? You, you played in a variety of different countries, Russia, Italy, Turkey, Turkey and France, as you just mentioned. So which one of those places did you enjoy the most? And, and how did you find that European game? Obviously, the NBL is a little bit different, more like a, a bit like the NBA and the way the game's played over there. How was is, how is that experience in Europe? Uh, you really learn the game. You know, you learn how to use mismatches and players' weaknesses. Uh, it's at a point it's harder, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, if you have the right mindset and like the right like crew and willingness to behind you, you can make the game a lot easier, yeah. you know? So that's one thing I appreciate about Europe. So my like, my favorite two years was my year in Turkey and my year in France. Like, it's just because I learned a lot, you know, not just ran up and down, kind of using my art speed and athleticism. Like I'm really learning how to break the game down and slow it down to to get to certain points and to like, all right, the team's doing this, what's our options? And how to move quick, to react quick and don't have to wait to figure it out. So just learning yep. was the, the best part for me was just learning the game. How'd you go with the language barriers in those countries there? Any sort of difficulties at the times with any of those four teams? Hey, Google, Google Translate. Mm, That's your yep. best bet. Google <laughs> Translate. And then um, usually like all the teammates would speak somewhat English, you know, and the management would speak more so English. So your initial core group of people you're dealing with on the daily, you can kind of speak English with. But it's like once you get outside that basketball area, that's when the languages start changing. With, with those teams, were there other Americans on all, all of those teams you played there? or? Yeah, so we usually have a couple imports. Uh, most of them be Americans, and you have some either Spanish or Bosnian guys built yep. in in the group as well. Oh, nice. Well, something I wanted to ask you about, I read that when you were playing in Italy there, it was in the middle of the COVID pandemic, and it was a tough decision to sort of leave that country at the time. Talk us through talk us through what happened there. Yeah, so they tell us COVID's coming. You know, Italy is one of the hardest places that was hit by COVID, but it's an Italian, so we don't understand the severity of it. And my Italian teammates like, yo, get ready to pack your stuff and don't even think about coming back to Italy. Like, it's bad. And I'm like, nah, I never heard of nothing like that. Like, I'm young, I'm hungry. You know, we got Euro Cup going. We, we moving up in the slots for playoffs. Like, I'm trying to prove myself because, you know, I'm – I'm seeing like the levels of Euro European basketball that I'm trying to get to. Like, I think I'm going close to Euro League next year because I'm killing. You know, what I'm saying like everything's starting to fall in place. Boom, COVID comes to shut down, and like I didn't want to leave because, you know, I just had a kid. I'm trying to, like I said, prove myself, and like I'm trying to keep this show going on the road. But 
We was walking outside. You try to go to the grocery store. It's police cars following you step by step. Like, lines is dead out there. Like, nobody's moving. Um, and so, like, a first group of my teammates left. Like, they left instantly. And I'm like, you know, I'm just stay here for a couple weeks, you know, because they stay in two weeks. They bring everybody back. Uh, three days later, it's like, yeah. The embassy said, if you don't leave, you'll probably be here until June, July. I just, next day, went maybe took myself to the airport and got up out of there. Didn't leave you with much of a choice, did it, when I got that bad? Yeah. And, you know, obviously your your first professional, um, you know, gigs were in Europe. So a lot, a lot of players say we, what they like about coming to Australia, Rashad, is that it's English speaking and the lifestyle is great, right? So in June, yeah. when you signed to come and play with the Jack Jumpers, um, what did you actually know about Australia or down under, as you guys say, right? Before before coming here, right? Man, I ain't gonna lie. I brought a bunch of shirts like this to Tasmania. It's cold <laughs> as a mug out here. It's I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I knew, you know, the, the weather was nice. I didn't know the culture and the lifestyle was this good. Like, it's pretty good down here. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just knew the league was growing and I liked the style of the league. Like, I was following it, I was following it, and kept telling I want, telling myself I wanted to get down there and play, and now I'm glad I'm down here. So are we. Absolutely. I mean, look, Rashad, I mean, Woody and I have been following NBL since probably the you know, mid-80s, I guess, and it's these last few years, it's just continued to, to grow and grow. We're not that old, are we? Well, I am. I'm older than you, but yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's obviously, it, it really has improved with the league. And look, we were talking off air before as well, you know, before you came on that, you know, there used to be a, a team um, in Hobart. And it was a real shame to see them exit the league. So I think any basketball fan in general has been really pleased to see, you know, the Jack Jumpers come back in. Did you know what a Jack Jumper was, by the way? I no, did not. Neither did we, so don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> nice, nice. Well, be interested as well to know if you'd sort of played with or against any of the guys in the league, either, you know, in the past or if you had any previous relationships with any, any coaches or players out here. All right, so my teammate, Milton Doyle, we beat up on him in college all the time. <laughs> uh, he went to Loyola, Chicago, so we used to beat them every year, twice a year. Uh, I played Josh Majet uh, two years ago when I was in Turkey. And who else? My young guy, Justin Robinson uh, from Illawarra, he's actually yep. from the same area I'm from. So I know him from when he was like fifth grade, sixth grade, you know, coming up young. Virginia Hokies, his dad was a coach. Um, good little squad, though. And they always came in the gym clean. Uh, warm ups, bags, gears, like, and they put that stuff, they put that together themselves. They didn't even have no sponsors. So, shout out to uh, Virginia Hokies. And uh, George King was my teammate in uh, Italy. Okay. So I know a couple of the guys. And notice you played against Oklahoma in college as well. So, bit of a two part question. You know, Woody and I being Hawks fans, wanted to know what, what it was like playing against Trey Young then. And I believe Brady Manick might have been on that team as well for, for Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, Trey made Brady look good. <laughs> but, man, Trey Young put on a show. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, from the gate, um, he had he just had something about him, you know. And he played with poise, you know. He played the game at his pace. And he, he like, at that age, he was shooting three, four feet behind the three-point line. And so they had a lob start as well, and they just had a very skilled team. 
And so we played them in in downtown Wichita at um at the big arena there. It was like, you know, sixteen, seventeen thousand. And we we got out like to a strong start, but they were just hitting threes and they just put on a show. And I mean, we walked away knowing he was good, but to see what he's doing now is just uh, you know, shout out to him and the work we put in. But yeah, he put on a show. I appreciate that. Yeah, and you, you confronted Brady Manick as well at Perth recently as well. So yeah, you you reunited against him there, right? So Yeah, Brady that game versus Brady actually did pretty good. Uh they had like a yeah. nice little like one two punch with them two, but it had a, a big man who was just dunking everything. Like he was just throwing them live and then like they had consistent wings that was just like, you know, always attacking and making right plays as well. So Shout out to Oklahoma, but uh, they came and handled business. You know, my boy Austin Reeves went to Oklahoma uh, after he left Wichita State, so I ain't all the way mad at Oklahoma. <laughs> For sure. And and you talk about um, Brady Manick. He's another four in this league, right? The, the four spot's pretty strong in the NBL. So I thought I'd ask you, Rashad, who's been your toughest matchup so far in the NBL? And then also in your career so far, who's, who's the toughest man that you've gone up against in your position, right? Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the toughest matchups probably right now is the Cooks and Brantley matchup with Sydney and New Zealand. Yeah. You know, they both play hard and they both play defense as well. So not only that they are, you know, something you gotta always be around and paying attention to, attention to an offensive end is that they always they all also try to get a stop. You know, some people just play one side of the ball. So with them matching up with them is just gonna be fun. You know, it might be like a, a fist fight, you know, we both might hold each other to something low, but, yeah. you know, just, we just going to be competing. Um, the fourth man spot I've played so far is Moore, man. He's a fresh guy. Uh, he played at Ephesus last year. Um, yeah. But he just, I'm talking about, he was just hitting me all these type of shot fakes, fake pads, like flash three, like no dribble. You know, um, and he was like, he knew, like I was a young boy and I was like 25 or something. Yep. So he's like 30. So he's knowing, all right, take this young boy to the post and, you know what I'm saying? Give him hella fakes, go, go through his body. Like, cause I'm coming at him. I'm young and hungry too. So I'm making his, goals, I'm making <laughs> him chase me around. So, but he knew like, nah, give him hella fakes. He's young, you know, work him in the post. So he was just a tough matchup for me. And you talk about um, tough matchups, right? Uh, I mean, one thing I wanted to also bring up was the officiating. Now, a lot of imports, and I, want, I don't want to get you in trouble here, okay? But a lot of imports come to Australia and find it, find it hard to adjust the way, to the way the game's officiated in the NBL. Um, how's the officiating here been for you compared to other places? And has it been a difficult, difficult adjustment? All I'm going to say is don't let me become a marquee player in the NBL because I'm going to live at the free throw line. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Loud yeah. and clear. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's cool. It's it's not cool, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? How about the the officiating in Europe? How does that sort of differ? There is the game sort of called very differently, or uh, it's more physical. Like you really have to like earn your foul. You know, it can't be like um, it looked like he got fouled or 
it's just like you really have to earn your foul. Like you see a lot of blood in Europe, you yeah. know. Um, mm-hmm. One thing the guards do very well is they always get a big to foul them, like hedging too hard on the screen. Like that's one thing the guards do very well, especially at half court. They see you hedging, they just going to run into the screen and throw their head back. They're, they're not even going to wait for the referee to blow the whistle. They're going to pick the ball up and walk towards the free throw line because that's how <laughs> automatic the call is made. So, um, yeah, just stuff like that. But it's definitely very, very physical in Europe. So, Rashad, talk us a little bit about Coach Scott Roth there. Um, how have you found him so far? And what's your relationship, I guess, been with him so far since you've been with the team? Um, is he someone you can sort of talk openly with? Um, talk to us a little bit about Coach Roth there. Yeah, Coach uh, Roth is a great guy. Uh, he's just always trying to teach the game. He's very hungry, you know, he's very competitive. Um, one thing I like about him, though, he uh, he's consistent with what he he preaches every day. He doesn't come in here and try to reinvent something new. You know, he got his core principles and he's open minded. Like we're able to have conversations in the in the team room and watching videos of what we think should work, what we shouldn't have done, or uh, what can we look for moving forward. And he just, you know, he he helps give us all a platform to shine and show what we're capable of. Capable of so. I appreciate that from him. Did you know that he played in the NBA? Does he talk to you guys about that? Or is that sort of a long time ago from he doesn't bring it up? Yeah, so he recruited me a little bit last year and uh he sent me like a a slideshow of like all his accomplishments, you know. So I got I got that in my emails of every <laughs> team he played with, all his affiliates and his trips and all that. Well, Speaking of Scott Roth, he's built a really good environment for you guys, and it looks like you guys all get along really well. But I wanted to ask you, like, who are your homies on the team? So uh, after training or, you know, on your off day, who do you kick it with? You know, go for a drink or a meal with? And I don't want to hear, like, we're all close, man. I want, I want to know about a couple of guys that you really kick it with and, and build close bonds with since you came here. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, it's crazy, though. A lot, of, you know, in the right culture, everybody's going to be close. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm with Milton. You know, what I'm yeah. saying me, Milton, um, Sam. You know, we kicking it. Um, then I got my boy Kenny, Sean, Sean McDonald, Jack McVay. Uh, we, you know, we kicking it at times. Will Magne. So those are the, the more sort of group of guys I'm I'm rolling with. If you see me out. Yeah, I'm gonna but... ask you about Jack McVay. You mentioned there, yeah. big fan of him myself. What What do you think of his game? I mean, those. One-legged shots and everything he takes are, are pretty amazing, right? He's um he's got a pretty unique game, doesn't he? Yeah, man. I uh I, I joke with him all the time, you know, like yo, you lucky me and you on the same team, you know. So <laughs> we joke about that all the time, but um you know he takes his time. He's very poised, and I like I just enjoy watching him get his shots off that he get off because he's not the fastest athlete. He's not uh, explosive, but he gets to his spot and he scores at a high clip. So we talked about one McDaniel at the start of the show, right? Xavier McDaniel, right? You're talking about kicking it with Sammy Mac, Sam McDaniel, right? Did you know something? We talked about the basketball team in the 80s and 90s, okay? The, the Hobart Tassie Devils, they were called. Did you know Wayne McDaniel, his father, was actually a member of that old Tasmanian team? So you see the McDaniel jersey that's uh, on the Tasmania Jack Jumpers uh, jersey now. His father, he followed that line for his father, also playing for the States. So I'm not sure if you knew uh, that. 
Yeah, I just found out his dad actually played hoops. Uh, like <laughs> last, you know, week or two, who was on the road. I just found that out. Yeah. So more information has been coming out. Yeah, awesome. he, he could really play too. That's for sure. He was a, a hell of a yeah. player. Uh, I heard it. That's good. <laughs> well, just sort of lastly before we finish up there, Rashad, I just wanted to sort of see, I guess, what the transition's been like for you here. You mentioned earlier that you've got a, a kid now. Do you sort of um, have any family sort of that's come come to Australia yet to see you, or will they be coming out? Out later in the season? Or? Yeah, my son's actually here now, uh, visiting for a couple of weeks and for the holidays. So nice. it allows me to, in my free time, you know, get back to being a dad, what I really love. And it's fun, you know, having to, you know, balance that work dad life at the moment, just not be all basketball. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's growing, you know, it's growing me as a man, growing me as a player, you know, just every day, you know, every day I'm working on my game, even if it's not on the court. You know, physically, I'm working. So I'm just working around the clock and just enjoying the grind. Great to hear. Well, look, Rashad, we've really enjoyed your time today. So we might sort of get to the outro. Actually, before we do that, one question. I know we ask all the imports, um, or ask, <laughs> all the imports get asked this. What do you didn't want me to ask it? But have you tried Vegemite yet? So I heard about Vegemite my first day here. <laughs> yep. And I was warned. So I appreciate that. You know, they told me don't even go buy it. You know, don't even. <laughs> It, don't even try it with no toast or anything. Just leave it alone. <laughs> so, no. Fair enough. You've given it that. No, good answer. Good answer. All right. Well, look, we're just going to get into a bit of an outro now. So just before we get into that, and, and Woody, I, saw, I told you I'd do this, mate. So with it being our 50th okay. episode, just wanted to give a bit of a shout out to the guests we've had on so far. So I won't, won't go on too long about this, but just wanted to give a big shout out to Lala Widji Sacra, Coach Hesh, Jaden Oakley, Joseph Kaur, Body Nodge, Liam Santa Maria. Michelle Timms, Andrew Gaze, Andrew Canyon, Jacob Jacomas, Nathan Stew from the Sports Blokes, Matt Clayton, Brad Rosen, Big Prabs, Jacinta Govind, Jackson McDonald, Matt McQuaid, Terry TJ Johnson, AJ Ogilvy, Kane Pittman, and of course, our current guest, Rashad Kelly. So big shout out to all the people that have sort of helped make this show what it is. So yep. look, as I mentioned at the start of the show there, just a reminder where you can find us. So now our, our videos are on YouTube each week. Um, you can check out our Twitter page there, which is Throwbacks Hoops. Um, Instagram is throwback.hoops. And, of course, we've got an email address there if you want to send any feedback, jersey requests, anything like that. And that is uh, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, why don't you give your shout-outs there before we finish with Rashad? Yeah, finally, um, Patreon, thanks for all your support. If you want to you know, pledge your love to the episode, jump on there and support us. We appreciate it. TikTok, Woody underscore V83. I showcase all the jerseys we have on the show. So thanks for your ongoing support, everyone. Thanks for that, Woods. And Rashad, we might throw it to you, mate. We know you're fairly active there on Twitter. Um, why don't you let the audience know your handle and sort of where they can find you on there? Yeah, uh, shout out to the audience and shout out to you guys for having me today. Congrats on your 50th episode, though. Way to be consistent with it. You can follow me on Twitter at your boy, uh, Twitter at Wiz Kelly with two Y's. And you can follow me on Instagram at Rashard Kelly underscore. So shout me out. Come, you know, chat it up, you know. No, that's awesome, mate. And look, as we said, you know, we know you haven't been to, to Sydney yet. So when you guys come and play the Kings, um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely come down and try and try and say hi at the game. And um, I must warn you, Woody's a Kings fan, so he'll probably have a, a Kings jersey on. But I'm not a fan of Sydney, so I, I won't be having a Sydney jersey on. So maybe I might might get a Jack Jumpers jersey and wear that for the night. So all I right, bet so you look- would. I bet you would. 
I might. I might have to get a get a number six jersey, right? Um, yep. All right. So yeah, just wanted to really thank everyone for tuning in. Um, big shout out uh, from the Throwback Hoops podcast, and see you all soon. Thanks, guys.